This is Brother Hatim reading from Seven Sticks The Secret of Millenniums Seven by Hatim Giame, read by the author. Achu was one of those negative energy beings known as NEB that roamed the countryside. He had many powers, and these powers grew as his name was called. So he invented a method to hear his name all the time. You see, any beast thrived on thought energy and people calling upon them. He found a way to get humans to call on him without them even knowing they were doing so. He found out by irritating them with smoke or dust, they would let out a sneeze. And the sound they made was close enough to his name that it could count it as them calling on him. Although this was a loophole, he took full advantage of this opportunity and built up a small empire in a certain area that was in negotiation with the Giame Federation. Achu wanted to avoid this at all costs because he knew that the Federation was headed up by G, also known at this time as the Ancient One. G had the power and the wisdom to control any bees and possibly destroy Achu's control of the area. Achu's power had consumed this entire land. He caused fires, stopped crops from growing, and made people and animals sick, sick and basically controlled through his followers the economics of the country. He demanded sacrifices and ultimately began to demand to be treated as the deity of the land. The king of this land had become very frustrated by Achu and his followers, and they were on the verge of taking over, and the wise king Kwame decided to reach out to Ji for help. King Kwame wrote this letter to Ji. King Ji, my kingdom is under attack from an evil enemy by the name of Achu, and I understand that you have experience in dealing with these type of beings. If you will come and help my people, we will gladly join your empire. At this point, Achu and his followers are causing mass confusion, and I fear that they will eventually take over if I do not do something soon. I pray that you respond in time. Ji received the king received King Kwame's letter and began developing a plan of attack. It took the time to respond to King Kwame's letter. Dear King Kwame, it will be my pleasure to assist you, but first I need to clear up a few things. I am not a king. I simply am a teacher, and I have no empire for you to join. I have been building a federation, and whether or not you and your people decide to join, I will assist you. I will give you simple instructions, and if you follow them, you will first weaken the enemy, NEB power. Then we can transform him or remove him from your land. Here are the simple steps that you must follow. Number one, first, you must send a message to this NEB, offering him the opportunity to change his ways or leave your land. Here's how the message should read. I, King Kwame, request that you, NEB, from this point on, do not say his name, either transform your ways and become a being of peace or leave these lands. If you refuse this offer, I will seek help from G, a son of the Yami people, and a personal friend of myself and my people. 
Wait for the NEB, NEB's response. If he accepts, you will have no more problems, but you still must contact me so that I can give you further instructions for this rare case. But if he refuses, which he probably will, we'll move to phase two. If the NEB refuses your offer, then you will have to teach your people the magic words that I will give you and give them instructions to say them whenever they hear the NEB's name spoken. You have to spread this word quietly through your people and proclaim a day when everyone will begin using the word. As soon as the magic words are put to use by your people, you will notice that the NEB's power and influence will rapidly begin to fall. My messenger will whisper the magic words to you and only you and immediately leave your realm. After King Kwame read the message, the messenger approached the throne and delivered the magic words as instructed. The king listened intently to make sure that he heard the words correctly and repeated the words back to the messenger to make sure he was correct. The messenger, the messenger then bowed and left the kingdom immediately. The king then called on his wisest counselors to discuss how they could distribute the, this word around the kingdom and also decided what would be the best day to proclaim his use. After the king discussed this issue with his counselors, he left the counselors to report back with the solution. The king then called for his horse and his personal guard and rode to the hill in which it was said that Achu lived. The king then approached the hill and read the message just as it was presented to him from G. I, King Kwame, request that you any be either transform your ways and become a being of peace or leave these lands. If you refuse this offer, I will seek the help of Gia, son of the Yame, people, and personal friend of myself and my people. Achu listened to the statement and then appeared. He took the shape of a man and approached the king. How dare you approach me with threats, as if you have the power to do anything to me. I have been in these lands longer than your people, and I am worshipped and rule most of your kingdom. Why should I leave or change my ways? As a matter of fact, king, why should I let you leave? Pausing and cracking his knuckles and giving the personal guard a menacing look. The king's personal guard prepared themselves for battle, even though they knew that, that they, they stood no chance against this type of being. Then Achu paused as if thinking about something. Then raising one finger. You and your soldiers are fortunate today. Because you mentioned the name G in your statement. I will leave you alive for now so that you can deliver a message for me. Smiling sinisterly, looking at all the soldiers that he would have the personal pleasure of destroying. destroying. Tell your friend G that if he steps one foot on my land, I will personally destroy him and all those that are with him. I have a few family members that he did harm to. And I would love an opportunity to pay him the same courtesy that he paid to them. So leave while you can and never set foot on my hill again. The king left immediately. Dispatched a messenger while I choose response to G. G sent the response that simply said, Follow the instructions given and trust in them. The king was confused by G's response. How could he put trust in someone that he had never met? 
After considering the issue further, he felt that he had no choice but to trust G's plan. The king then sent for his counselors to discuss the steps that G had laid out and how to best execute the plan. The advisors told the king that the best way to distribute the message throughout the land was simply to call all the governors and military top brass to the capital, teach them the words with an order for them to pass the message down through their chain of command, giving strict instructions that the word was to be spoken mouth to ear as quietly as possible. Then the advisors informed the king that the best day to start was during the next holiday. The king followed the advice of his counselors and called all the governors and generals to the capital, and one by one he whispered the magic words to all of them with instructions that each was to pass the magic words in the same fashion down the chain of command and have their people ready to use the word on the next holiday, which was one month away. The governors and the generals went home and called all their chiefs and passed the magic words and the instructions. And the chiefs went to their homes and in turn called all their community leaders and gave them the words and instructions until finally everyone walked around with the magic words and waiting for the day to unleash it. When the holiday arrived, the people with excitement unleashed the magic words. They could not understand how such simple words could hurt any being, but it was better than sitting around being abused. Every time someone sneezed, coughed, or just said, I chew, someone nearby would say the magic words, bless you. Somehow, just by being kind to each other, they were able in 30 days to cut Achu's power and influence by 90%. And with his influence gone, they began to prosper as a nation. At this time, King Kwame sent a letter of thanks to G, as well as emissaries to discuss his kingdom's interest to the Federation. G sent a message to the King Kwame, letting him know that phase two of the plan was in action as they spoke. With all the excitement and all the prosperity going on in the kingdom, no one paid attention to the little orphan girl wandering the land of King Kwame. She traveled with very few provisions, but she did possess something of great value. She had inherited from her father a bottle with a ring in it. The ring belonged to her great-grandfather, and it was said that the ring had the power to make the wearer invulnerable. The only problem was that the ring was too big to come out of the mouth of the bottle. If the bottle was broke, then the ring would emerge powerless. But if the ring was removed from the bottle without breaking it, then the possessor of the ring would receive the protection of the ring and become unstoppable. The little girl went to all the wise men of the land, but no one could help her solve the problem. Word flowed around about this impossible task, and one of our two followers heard about it and immediately reported to his master. When Achu received word about this girl and her bottle, he immediately wanted it. So he gave instructions that the girl should be brought to him directly. He figured that with this ring, he would be able to get his revenge on King Kwame, and especially on G for interfering in his affairs. The girl was brought to Achu's hill. He greeted her and heard her story. Young man, I can help you, Achu said. I will get the ring out of the jar for you. But 
pausing and rubbing his rough hands together so that what he was about to request could have a strong effect on her. I would like to hold on to the ring so that I can accomplish a task or two. The young girl, a little hesitant about this arrangement, asks at you, what guarantee do I have that after you do what you say you will do, you will return my ring to me? I choose smiling at the young lady I reassure, <coughs> to reassure her of his sincerity. My dear, the ring is said to be magical, and like all magical objects, they are connected to those they belong to. You are the rightful owner, and if I take the ring away from you, or even harm you, the ring will be rendered powerless. But if I have your permission for, let's say, a year, the ring will work for me as long as you are safe. And if I keep it longer than our agreement, the ring will cease, working until it is returned to you. So I must keep my word and keep you safe to receive the power that lies in this ring. The young lady listened and agreed that it was a good deal. Achu noticing that she looked very hungry, had his followers prepare a great meal for her, and then after she was allowed to rest, they would work on getting the ring out of the bottle. The next day, Achu asked the young lady for the bottle, and he started shaking it, trying to get the ring to fall out. He Then he tried using magic on the bottle, but somehow this bottle was impervious to magic. Achu could see that it was a well-constructed bottle made from glass and silver. Silver is not affected by magic. He figured that if magic didn't work, then maybe science would. He attempted to use heat, but no matter how much fire was put on the bottle, it would not heat up. So Achu took a break from the frustrating task and thought about how to get the ring out of the bottle. He was getting desperate because he knew that if he got his hands on the ring, he would be able to return to power, not only in this land, but in all lands. Finally, he decided the only way to get the ring out of the bottle was to materialize into the bottle and transport the ring out. He called the young lady and told her that he had come up with a solution. He asked her to hold the bottle for him as he transformed himself to smoke and enter the bottle. She grasped the bottle tightly around the neck of the bottle and held it firmly. <coughs> I two stepped back a few paces, ran toward the girl and the bottle, turned himself into smoke and entered the bottle. Once he was in the bottle, he rematerialized in a miniature form of himself, grabbed the ring, but as soon as he lifted the ring, he felt that the ring had no magic powers. And he looked up at the bottle and saw the young woman laughing as she slapped the cap on tightly. At the same time she did this, out of hiding came some of the King some of King Kwame's soldiers from the woods, attacking all of our two followers and chasing them away. The young lady, looking through the part of the bottle that was glass, smiling as Achu said, You should have taken my father's offer to change your ways. Achu using every bit of magic he could within the bottle to no effect, yelled back, Who are you? And who is your father? The young lady continued to laugh at Achu's effort to escape, looked at him and replied, I am Maya, the daughter of G. Your magic will not help you. You are trapped, and now you will be dropped to the bottom of the sea, and hopefully during your time, you will reflect on your evil ways and change. 
I had then rode with Achu, begging a whole way to, to a boat awaiting me at the port. She placed the bottle in a spatially designed box and gave the instructions to the ship's captain for him to sail out to the middle of the sea, weigh the box down, and then drop it to the bottom of the sea. Truth stopped the tail right there and looked around the table. We all know that was not the end of Achu, but as far as me telling the tale, that is where it will stop. Our father gave us many tales involving Achu, and the lessons were not wasted on me. Looking directly at his father and smiling and placing his hands on his heart. Father, I swear that your stories will never die, because as I sat around this table and heard all these tales, I was reminded of the wealth of wisdom, joy, and love we were raised with under you. I also relinquish any claims on the inheritance of your house because I have already received the wealth in the form of the stories. If my brothers and sisters are willing to allow me, I want to make amends for anything that I have done to cause us to stray from the very principles we are named after. With this being said, the old man being filled with joy, but still feeling the fatigue of his age, stood up very slowly. As the tears began to flow, they touched everyone around the table, and each of his children got up and came and embraced him, and then they began to embrace each other. The old man took his seat and watched what was happening, and the smile became even wider. This is the end of Tress, uh, of Tress's tale. Um, I thank you for listening, and we will continue the book on another day. With that, this is Brother Atim saying peace. I am reading from Seven Sticks, The Secret of Millennium Seven by Hatim Giamme, and it is read by the author.